Guys, this is going to be a fun episode with my friend Cody Nelson, the optics manager at GoHunt.com Gear Shop. Before we start this episode, I want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, the gear shop, the optics department, and I want to remind you that Cody Nelson that you're about to hear uh, is happy to field any questions that you have in regards to binos, spotting scopes, tripods, glassing techniques. Uh, he has also promised me that he will take care of the J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners uh, that are interested in those tripods, binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, anything to do with glassing. So give him a call at 702-847-8747. You can, that's extension 2. You can also email him at optics at gohunt.com. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's K-U-I-U.com. That's the gear that Dara and I wear on all our hunts. Uh, I want to thank uh, CanyonCoolers.com. If you use the J. Scott promo code or the J. Scott 19 promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. I want to thank Phonescope.com. If you use the J. Scott 19 promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. All of the photos and videos on my Instagram are through Phonescope. And then Onyx Maps. I want to thank Onyx Maps for their sponsorship. They are offering a 20% discount code to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners. If you go to, if you use J. Scott 19, that's going to save you 20% there at Onyx Maps. Uh, guys, let's get right to this episode with Cody Nelson. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is going to be a fun episode. I've got my friend here, Cody Nelson, the optics manager at GoHunt.com in the gear shop. Also on the line is Chris Tanner, who I've known for a long, long time, probably 20 years, uh, but haven't seen you in a while, Chris. Um, why don't you give me a rundown? Well, let me let me put, frame it up a little bit. Chris went on a December 2 uh, hunt here in Arizona, and uh, he's going to tell us about his hunt, but he had connected with Cody, uh, and Cody and him have known each other for a long time, and uh, Cody's a customer, or Chris is a customer of Cody's, and um, they were able to share well, some no, information. It, it, we're, we're, we're customers of each other. Yeah, and Chris, Chris yeah. has a cool business we're going to talk about as well, but um, it's going to be fun to hear about your hunt, but it's going to be also fun about uh, how, how Cody played a role in your hunt as well. Um, but before we do that, Chris, um, what's going on with you? And uh, tell me about Tanner Motors. Tell me about your business that you have. Well, yeah. Hey, thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. It's uh, it definitely has been a has been a long time uh, since we since we really connected. And uh, you know, I just uh, I started uh, Tanner Motors back in 2004, and uh, we're we're pretty much a, an auto repair. Um, facility we do specialize uh, more on the European side um, of the vehicles but uh, we do a lot of Mercedes BMWs Volvos Mini Coopers Audi but we we work on anything um, the only thing we really don't get into much is diesel vehicles and um, you know I I've, uh, recently have moved into a bigger shop we have about a 6,000 square foot facility um, up on uh, Cave Creek Road uh, in Phoenix, just uh, just south of Peoria, and so yeah, I mean it's been uh, it's been quite an adventure, and, and finally uh, finally finding a little little time to to get back outdoors and um, you know start hunting again. So 
That's awesome, Chris. Um, for the listeners out there that hear the name Tanner, they probably remember if they live in lived in Phoenix or Arizona for any period of time. Uh, Chris's dad is Ray Tanner of Ray Tanner, I believe Volvo, wasn't it, Chris? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My my family's been in the automotive business here in Phoenix since oh geez, nineteen forty six. Uh, was when my grandfather originally started with uh, oh. with Studebaker, and okay. he was actually you know partners with uh, with I don't know if you guys remember uh, Ray Cordy Chevrolet, um, but that okay, was actually yeah. that my my grandmother was a Cordy, and uh, so. My grandfather kind of got introduced to the business then, and um, my dad joined the business after college, and as I joined the business, when I finished college as well, and uh, we ended up selling our last dealership in uh, 1998, and then, or excuse me, 99, when I was in the, as you guys know, in the kind of outdoor world as far as a business goes, and, and then I started this shop in 2004, so... You know, kind of when it when it gets in your blood, it's kind of kind of hard to get it out. You know, <laughs> that's awesome, Chris. So, from a repair standpoint, you handle all vehicles, but you have a focus on European vehicles. But that's not to say that if someone has a, you know, a, like a Honda minivan, <laughs> yes, yes, any I, type I know of somebody vehicle, <laughs> you can work. On. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we have. Is that your hunting rig, the Honda you know, minivan? No, that that that's my uh, that, that was my wife's uh, get around town rig that we nursed along for a little while. Yeah, we had, we yeah, had to no. put her to rest. We finally had to yeah. put her to rest, Chris. Yeah, Chris, no, where are you located? Man. Where are you located? So, you said. So our actual address is ten two two one North Cave Creek Road, and we're you know from the Seventh Street Dunlap. Um, Cave Creek intersection. We're about a mile north uh, of that intersection on the east side of Cave Creek Road. Okay, so, cool. And, and to answer your question, Jay, I mean, I have, you know, technicians that, that have, you know, 30, I have two guys out in the shop that have, have been doing this for 30 plus years and, and have worked for GM, have worked for Ford. Um, I have specialty technicians specifically for BMW and Mercedes and Volvo. Um, so, I mean, literally we have, you know, if I look out in my shop right now, I mean, I've got, I've got a couple Chevys, Fords, Toyotas, um, Lexus. I mean, we, we, we can, we can work on anything. Um, and, and if we can't, we, we definitely let our customers know, Hey, this is, you know, something a little beyond our capabilities and, you know, maybe recommend, you know, going somewhere, but we, we typically, always like to help the customer kind of walk through the process, you know, even, even when it comes to, to body work. Um, you know, we have some really good body shops, and I've got some family members in the body business as well, and, you know, we can kind of help you walk through that whole process because it can be, you know, extremely uh, difficult time when you're out of a vehicle for two to three weeks. So, Does your shop uh, also do just general maintenance, you know, oil changes and that bit, or are you more in the game of if something's really wrong with the vehicle, you, you're, you're there to fix it? No, we, you know, Jay, we can do it all. Yeah, we, we do s simple oil changes all the way up to, you know, engine overhauls, transmission work. Uh, we do tires and alignments as well. Um, you know, all of our tires, we, you know, it's tough to beat, compete with, you know, the big boys, um, you know, your discount tires and Walmarts and all of that kind of stuff. But we, uh, 
we, we do offer a road hazard warranty that comes free with all of our tires. Um, you know, unlike some of the bigger box stores where you're paying for your certificates, we we actually include uh, road hazard warranties in every in all the tires we sell. So that's great. So Chris, um, you you drew a December Tuesday tag. My question would be, how many points? How long it had been since you had last hunted Tuesday, and kind of walk us through your anticipation of, you know, looking at that hunt. I know you had also had an archery elk hunt, I believe, in Unit 23, um, and, and got some Instagram messages from you and such, but talk a little bit about that. I mean, you and your family, you guys have been hunters for a long, long time, um, but specifically with this December coos tag, um, talk a little bit about that. Sure. No, absolutely. No, it was, uh, you know, I, I have three boys, um, ages 16, 12, and 10, and they they are all very much into hunting and fishing and um, baseball, of course. But uh, you know, it was I drew uh, a 23 North archery tag this year, um, and I was extremely excited. Um, it was a it was a great hunt. I I didn't fill a tag, but you know I was kind of holding out for 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 a. Uh, you know, a, a 350 plus bull, and we just couldn't seem to turn one up. Um, it was awesome to spend. You know, my boys got to spend the time with me, and uh, they hunted the first weekend with me. And we sat water one night, and my 10 year old and 12 year old were with me, and we had a ton of action. Had a couple bulls come in screaming and, and raking, and, and one of my my youngest, I think, was about to run out of the blind and run back to camp. <laughs> He was kind of terrified, but uh, but needless to say, it was it was a great hunt. Um, don't have any regrets, even though it was a uh, you know seventeen points is what it took to get that tag, and you know it was uh, it, it was awesome. I mean, it, it to me, it's not always about you know harvesting harvesting a, a an animal. It's about you know the whole build up to it. So, um, anyway, so Chris, I, uh, I before you get. Before you get on to the deer hunt, I just have a question because we're doing the, I'm doing a bunch of podcasts on the Arizona elk and antelope, and you just had firsthand knowledge in 23 North, and um, you know I've been doing podcasts with guys, and they're saying you know 23 North, the best unit in the state, and I, I agree that it's a pretty darn good unit, but for someone that spent as much time as you did in the unit, um, we're talking about upper age class, you know, big bulls, you know. I assume you didn't see many of those. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that and then also kind of talk about, you know, did you see a lot of, you know, 260 to 300 bulls or did you see a lot of, you know, 300 to 330? What was kind of your average bull that you saw? You could talk about both of those things. Sure, sure. No, absolutely. I mean, as far as getting to, is 23 the, um, the best elk hunting unit in the States? You know, I in my experience this year, it, and obviously I haven't hunted all the units that, that you guys have, but, you know, I grew up hunting, you know, Unit 22. Um, and, and Unit 22, I killed, you know, a rifle bull in 22 South, you know, back in 1998. It was about a 360-inch bull. And, um, you know, that was, that was kind of my goal. And, and to compare Unit 23 to 22, hands down 23 north 
is is absolutely amazing. I know that 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 Steve uh, Steve Chapel. Um, I talked to him a lot before the hunt as well, and you know he, Steve always refers to it as the Jurassic Park of uh, of, <laughs> of the rut. <laughs> and I think I've heard you use that too, Jay. And, and it's just uh, it it truly is. I mean, I I have videos one morning that you know the biggest bull we we were able to turn up um, was about a 350-inch bull. And that morning that we turned that bull up, the I, I mean, Jay, there must have been 25 different bulls just screaming their heads off. I mean, it was 100% chaos, and, it's, and it wasn't confined to, a, to one certain area of the unit. I mean, we had elk it, at night coming through our camp screaming and, and raking trees, and, and I mean, it was... It is unbelievable. If you, I, I think that by far it's the best unit I have ever been in for bugling action. Um, you know, my last archery bull tag was, you know, with you and Dar back in, what was that, 2000, 2001? And, yeah. you know, I mean, that was, that was obviously a great hunt, but, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, tw 23 is, you know, if you have a lot of points, or even if you don't have a lot of points, and, and just the experience alone and the action of, lone, of the rut is, I think, hands down, you know, probably the best in the state. Um, you know, and, and as far as class of bulls we are seeing, Jay, and it, it was mainly, you know, we saw a lot of those bulls in that, in that 300 to, uh, you know, 320 range. Um, and and they all had incredible front ends, and then they just petered out, you know, right after after G three. G threes were huge, um, and then everything after that just, yeah, I mean, it was it was miniature. And, well, and, the, and the, uh, the, you know, we should probably state for the listeners too that this was not the best moisture year, you know, for uh, uh, for yeah you know, for 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 antler growth. So yeah. Yeah, and and that's what I really battled back and forth with before the hunt is, you know, I mean, it was so dry, and then all of a sudden towards the, you know, unfortunately after the, you know, kind of the growth period, we, you know, we just got dumped on with rain, you know, kind of all over the state, and and I think it, it, that probably saved the rut, but it didn't help, um, you know, anything with, with antler growth, obviously. And I, I, I was very close at one point to, um, you know, maybe just turning my tag back in as I, I had the point guard, um, you know. But, there was you know, a couple figured, of those discussions. Yes, we, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we discussed it plenty. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm, and, and like I said before, I had no regrets. I mean, it was just, it, it, was, it was an awesome hunt. And, um you know, we had a neighbor um, that, that killed a great bull uh, that was camped across the road. And I think, Jay, you actually had uh, Bond Trophy Outfitters um, on here talking about elk at, at one, or uh, deer, excuse me. And, yep. you know, his, his friend that was with him there killed just a, just a great bull. And, um, you know, you look at the, the bottom ends on this bull, and that's all you see. You'd say, wow, that's a, that's a 360-class bull. To maybe 370, <laughs> but then you get you get back you know past G3, 
and literally, I mean, I think his G3s were longer than his G4s, you know, and main yeah. beams, and, and don't quote me on this, but I think his main beams were, you know, 40, I don't know, 46 inches, 44 inches, something like that, and just, you know, the, the, the potential is there for sure, you know, in that unit for a whopper, and I think, you know, of those, you know, 300 class bulls to 320 class bulls that we are seeing regularly, um, you know, coming into cameras and water and all of that and, and glassing, um, I think on a, on a wet year, I, I wouldn't have had a problem with, with trying to, you know, locate that 350-plus bull. So, yeah, for sure. Um, and the drought played a huge role, you know, in, in that. Um, but it could be a really good year this year with feed on the ground, so it'll be you know, time will tell. So you also drew a uh, December whitetail tag, kind of transition into that and kind of how that hunt went down. You and Cody, I know, had a bunch of conversations and, you know, you were trying to figure your optics out and get everything dialed in and then where you were going to go and what have you. Sure, sure. No, absolutely. We, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we did find out, you know, two of my younger boys drew uh, the youth tag up there as well um in in unit 23 so we we got to spend some time up there um for that hunt and you know obviously at that time we found out you know that my credit cards had gotten hit and we had you know three deer tags and we had you know four applicants and you know i i discovered that i was lucky enough to draw that you know 23 december tag we had a great we went to the youth camp back there by uh, pumpkin center um that was put on by uh the arizona mule deer organization i believe it is and uh phenomenal place to go if anybody's out there just getting your kids into hunting 100 percent recommend these camps that uh, the uh, deer foundations put on around the state they're unbelievable um but anyways we my my 12 year old son it was his first hunt uh first uh, animal um that he had in his scope and he dropped him at about 275 yards just a yeah, really nice uh, two-point mule deer that was in velvet still, so that was really cool. Um, but when I when I found out that I had, you know, uh, had drew in the, the December whitetail tag, I, um, you know, immediately started doing research and, you know, being up, uh, you know, on the, on the elk hunt up in the same area, it was nice to be able to do some scouting and, or some glassing for elk and deer at the same time, and um, you know, unfortunately, really didn't turn up anything real big in our in our scouting uh, for the elk or hunting for elk. But you know, I, I kind of implemented the uh, you know my my Google Earth and, and Onyx maps and 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 Cody and you know we were able to you know put together um, a, a good game plan. Unfortunately, Cody and I really weren't able to uh, hook up and, and hunt together. But you know, I mean, definitely Cody. Uh, was the major factor in, in, in the success in, in, in my hunts. And not only, you know, I've always turned to Cody for, you know, advice on, on, the, uh, on the optics and, and what to use and, and, and all of that. And you're kind of being out of the game for a while. It, it's good to, you know, still have contact w with you guys and, and kind of get the latest and greatest. And, you know, I, I, I got a lot of recommendations from you, Jay. I mean, uh, you know, listening to your podcast with Go Hunt, um, you know, I, I've used that for the past couple of years now, and Onyx Maps, and, 
phone scope and you know the whole nine yards i mean i mean you guys they're just incredible products that uh that really help you out these days for hunting and scouting so um, well and i and i and i uh, do believe it worked it it for, did for work the better yes. right yes <laughs> for, for, for the better yeah yeah i've I, I was able to finally harvest a, uh, a buck. My goal going into the hunt was I've, I've never shot a coos deer over 100 inches. And my, my biggest one to date um, was uh, he scores like 99 and a half and he, from Mexico, uh, from Sonora. And um, I've killed three other bucks in, in Arizona um, up until this year. And, and, you know, nothing has broken that 100-inch that mark and. So I set out uh, with, with that goal in mind and, and knowing the unit and, and uh, getting advice from, from Cody and, and, and UJ on, on your podcast, um, you know, I, I knew it was definitely a doable thing. And I, I had planned to really commit most of my time for the end of the hunt, uh, the last week of the hunt, just, you know, knowing the, the rut would, would most likely be you know, kicking off a, a lot better than, than the beginning of the hunt. So, um, you know, after, after Cody and I sat down multiple times together and, and went over areas that, that I had seen some good activity in and then the areas that Cody, um, you know, really knows about and, and um, we kind of came up with a game plan and, and I got up, I left Phoenix about three o'clock in the morning on opening morning to drive up there and, you know, it, the hunt was on and, uh, it was, uh, first day was, you know, kind of uneventful, um, did see some smaller bucks and, um, we, uh, you know, nothing that there was a shooter, uh, saw a lot of bull elk, um, and, and some cows, but, you know, morning two, I was kind of, kind of debating on which direction to go. Cause, cause the directions I was going to go was going to take me, you know, an hour, hour and a half to get there, whether I went east or west, you know, and, and, um, luckily I made the, made the decision to go, to go the right way, you know, luck, luck plays a part in it sometimes. So, um, you know, I had on this hunt, I had, um, my cousin with me, uh, Thaddeus, he's, he's about 18 years old, and he's he's my little mountain goat, um, and he's got a pair of eyes on him that um, it, it's unbelievable. So he he joined me on all three of the hunts we had so far this year, or, or in 2018. He helped on my elk hunt and helped on the kids' junior hunt, and then he was there with me on on the whitetail hunt too. And then I had my uh, my 10 year old son with me as well unfortunately my uh oldest one had finals to study for and my uh my middle one had uh had a pretty bad arm injury the day before the hunt so um you know wasn't able to uh to come along but anyways the second morning we we were up uh on a little knob that you know we decided to glass from and um immediately uh we started spotting deer and these deer were we we found one buck that was probably about a mile and a half away from us, and um, you know he just uh, you could tell he was a good mature framed buck, and, and we just couldn't tell how big. Um, haven't made the investment yet on the BTXs yet, Jay's, So maybe next year. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but what, uh, what were you using? 
Chris, what were you, you know, using, by the way? So, so, so my optics, I have uh, Swarovski's kind of pretty much for everything. Um, I have a, a set of uh, 1042 SLCs, and then I have, have a set of 1556 SLCs, and, and, and that's what we used. Um, my, my cousin that was with me, uh, he uses a lot of, of the Vortex optics. Um, and then I have a 65-millimeter uh, uh, Vortex razor um, or Viper, whatever the kind of their upper end is on the on the spotting scope is I oh, is the, I have yeah, that. The, the, you have the razor. The razor, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. So so, anyways, the, those were our optics, and you know, as, as far as as far as tripods and stuff like that, we you know, kind of old school. I've got the old Bogan um, tripods, and uh, uh, you know, the old uh, pistol grip. Uh, um, heads and all of that, so they definitely need to upgrade the tripods. They're, they're kind of heavy. We're gonna we're gonna transition you into a pan head before next season. Yeah, yeah I know. We'll, I know. We'll you know it, yeah, and I, I actually on the deer hunt, I was using a uh, I've had a, an old Jim Whitehead for years, and you know I did use that on on the deer hunt, but my my, my son was using the pistol grip, so it just. Well, he's, uh, the worst. Jim's up there smiling on you now, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. God rest his soul, but he's up there smiling on you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's a great man. So, um, yeah, so, so Chris, you know, how, we, uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, how, 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 when you, uh, you were able to get on him and make a good shot, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, we, uh, and, you got. Yeah, yeah, well, we, let's back up. Let's back up. You saw a buck a mile and a half off. You weren't able to determine what it was. Then, what did you do, and how did you proceed from there? Well, what what we did, Jay, is we we, we set up my spotting scope. On, and and what had happened is this buck had kind of disappeared behind a bush, like they like they tend to do. And um, we went ahead and set my spotting scope up on on that deer um, with. Uh, with my phone and, uh, um, you know, the whole digiscoping set up and we just kind of put it on the screen and had my 10 year old son kind of keep an eye there, look for any movement. And we had a couple other smaller bucks that were, with, that were with that group. And there was a few does in there as well. And man, those, Jay, those, those smaller bucks, I mean, they were chasing each other. They were chasing does. And you know, this is what, December 15th. So second day of the hunt, 16th, and um, I was really surprised to see the rutting activity. And, and I say rutting activity is probably more of the pre-rut stuff, but you know these smaller bucks were were, were chasing, and and you know my my cousin Thaddeus and I continued to glass, and and we 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 glassed up about I think 18 deer that morning before before we actually found the the one buck, um, and and what had happened guys is that you know we had kind of all these from the from this glassing point you had a really good view you know almost 360 degrees around you to to glass and so we I mean, we could have spent a whole day up on this ridge glassing and, and probably not seen everything but um you know we we had another group of deer across the canyon from us they're probably about a mile away and there was three small bucks and and like two does and it was just constant. I mean, they were they were like little rabbits running from bush to bush, and you know, chasing everybody up and down the hill. And it, it was really cool to see. And 
Um, probably about, I don't know, it was probably about 9.45, 10 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden the, the, the wind picked up, and it, it literally is like, you know, those deer just fell to the ground. I mean, we could not find one deer around anymore once that wind kicked up. And there was a ridge right behind us that we, we had continued to glass, you know, as we are doing our circles. We'd go back over there, at least one of us would glass it, you know, every 15 or 20 minutes. And sure enough, man, as soon as those deer all bedded up, um, I looked over through my 15s and there's a doe sitting there standing at it, staring at us at about 500 yards. And right next to her, there was another doe bedded down. And, you know, that was kind of the only deer we could see. So we decided just, hey, keep, let's just, you know, pick this hillside apart and, and, and see if we can't turn up a buck here. You know, all the other does we were seeing had at least little bucks with them. And, and I, uh, you know, probably an hour into, you know, glassing after we initially found those two does, um, I kind of took a break out of my out of my spotting scope for a minute and I went back to get in it and I accidentally kicked the, kicked the leg <laughs> on my tripod and it kind of knocked the spotting scope off and I just went right back into the scope and, and here's this buck standing right in the middle of my, of, of my screen. And, and I think that's an oops Cody, buck. You had, what? That's an oops buck. Yeah, yes, that's what you call it, an oops buck. And, an oops you buck. know, for, yeah, from that point, I mean, as soon as I saw this deer, um, you know, it, when we first spotted him, he was about he was about four hundred four hundred twenty five yards away, and I knew right off the bat that that he was a shooter, that he was definitely going to exceed that my my mark of a of a hundred hundred inches or better. And, you know, luckily from this knob, we were able to get set up and, um, you know, I had plenty of time to, you know, get comfortable. And, um, you know, he, we were getting a little nervous because he kept, he was making his way up towards the does, which were kind of on the top of the ridge. And, you know, we, we thought he was going to top out and go over. Um, but luckily he just kind of settled in and, and was up feeding for a while. And this was, uh, this was probably about 10 we, we probably spotted him, I, I'm guessing it was probably somewhere around 1030, um, up feeding. And, you know, as the does bedded down, I don't know, we're, we're assuming he was bedded down lower in the canyon. Um, just, it's just real thick, nasty stuff you really couldn't see very well. And, um, you know, he, well, I got settled in, probably sat there and looked through my scope for probably 10 or 15 minutes and, he finally presented a, a great broadside shot at, you know, 470 yards and, um, you know, took the shot and it was, uh, it was a successful shot. Um, you know, it was really cool because my 10-year-old my son was able to witness the whole thing, uh, you know, via my phone scope on, on the tripod. And I'll, I'll, I'll share the video with you guys, too, that, you know, the, the audio from, from, my, from my 10-year-old with, after I shot this buck, is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. The, the, <laughs> the audio is priceless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your, bit, your, it's absolutely yeah. priceless. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, and that 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 was pretty much it. I mean, it was uh, this. It was a good shot. I I, I was shooting a, a two fifty seven Weatherby mag. 
um, which I've had that gun for years, and, and it's uh, I love it. Shooting the 115-grain uh, ballistic tip and got the old Zeiss Conquest, uh, oh, what is it, Cody, 4 and a half to 14? Oh, yeah, I think, like I, yeah yours was the, I think yours was the 4 and a half to 14. Yeah, yeah, so... They did the job. Um, this, this, it was definitely a, a lethal shot, but man, this this deer had a will to live, and um, he he didn't he didn't want to die at first. It seemed like, and you know, he bedded up. It took us over an hour to get up to him, and um, about seventy five yards. I mean, and we had blood everywhere. I mean, you know, coming out both sides, and you know, I knew he was going to be right there. And, and to my surprise, he. Uh, he kind of went on a death run, I guess, and we jumped him 75 yards into it, uh, into the uh, uh, into tracking him, and um, he just took up and started running. And I was I was devastated. I was like, how how is this possible? <laughs> you know, but you know that was that that was kind of kind of the last of the run, and you know we just gave him some more time. And the amount of blood we had, we knew he was gonna, you know, he was gonna he was gonna die. So. Uh, we gave him a little more time and, and recovered him, you know, probably about 150 to 200 yards away from where I had originally shot um, or, or where he was standing when I shot. And, you know, they're, they're, if anybody says, you know, oh, they're such a little deer, they got to be easy to kill. Ah, man, these things, I, I'm sure you guys, you guys know as well as I do, they're, they're tough little animals. and Their will to live is pretty amazing, so... But, well, that's an awesome yeah. story. That's that's and and the that's the biggest buck you've harvested, right? That is the biggest buck I, I harvested, in, um, you know, it's not not an official score um, on him, but he, uh, you know, he was just over one hundred and seven. Good so, for you, man. I, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I didn't happen to a better yeah. guy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So I and you know. Cody, you were, uh, you know, uh, 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 he, even though you weren't there, you were there, you know. I mean, it was. <laughs> oh, I was there. You, 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 you really, you really, really have that. Yeah, yeah. Cody, Cody, Cody the baseball I, tournament. Text right, him about right. every five minutes. How we yeah, doing? Yeah. Yeah. Then, then hey, unfortunately, uh, I. Uh, I'm go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, yeah. Cody kind of started texting me right in the heart of all this, and. I ended up shooting the buck at about 10, 10.48 is what time I shot. And, um, you know, Cody was, I think you texted me at 10.30 to start, and I just, you know, couldn't. I, I had something more important than you, Cody. I, I was laughing because you yeah. told me that. <laughs> and, you know, Jay and I both know we have a, a, a common friend, Adam Foz. And Adam, I texted him the, the morning, and I, I was wishing him luck, and, and I think he said something to his wife. He's like, she's like, you're getting a text from Cody. And Adam says, I always get texts from Cody when I'm about to shoot. He must be good yeah. luck. <laughs> and he ended up killing a, a whopper buck too. So, so I, I, yeah. I, we, we must be doing something right. But the good Lord's right, looking yeah. down on us pretty good. Yeah, no, but for sure. I, 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 just, yeah. I just appreciate you letting me even help you with what we did. I mean, look, I didn't do anything. I just gave you a gave you knowledge of places that I've been and, and have been good to me over the years. And, and, uh, it's, you know, sometimes you just got to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. You guys did it and you guys did it right. Absolutely. For sure. For sure, man. No, it was, uh, it, it was amazing. 
you know, it's just a, it's it's such a blessing to 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 have you know good friends that uh, you know help you out to have to have family that goes out there with you, and that that was a big thing with me this whole season during you know 2018. You know, it was, I mean, I, I met some great, great people that, you know, probably going to continue to have relationships with out in the field and, and be able to spend, you know, time with family and, and your kids and, and, you know, cousins. I had multiple cousins that came up and helped on the elk hunt, and it's just, you know, it's just a great way to, you know, kind of reconnect and, and, and make new relationships. So it was a, it was a phenomenal year, so. Well, Chris, that's an awesome story. I'm glad you got to um, share it with us. I um, really appreciate your time and, and sharing that story. I want to give you a chance to uh, let the listeners know, again, where they can find you. Um, and, uh, you know, if you would, give your number at, the, um, at your shop so they can reach out. I'll also link it up in the show notes of this podcast. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, Tanner Motors. Uh, we're located at ten two two one North Cave Creek Road, on the east side of Cave Creek, and uh, our phone number six zero two two four one nine eight eight eight. And you can also find us on Facebook. You can find us uh, on Instagram. Where uh, our website is uh, www tanner and then a hyphen and then motors com. So you can you can schedule appointments. We kind of have our whole history on there as well as as far as what we do and um, you know. So yeah, well, it'd be great, Chris. This would be uh, an appropriate time for me to tell them. Um, I can attest to the customer service and the, you know just the phone calls and you know and I and I you guys had to nurse you know that van a little bit along for me um, and, and I you know just the constant feedback and. And, uh, you know, truthfulness, positive, and, hey, this is what we can, this is what we can't. You know, you're wasting your money on this, you're, you know, and, and this is what you should do. Um, so from, a, from a, a consumer, you know, perspective, I can't tell you how much I appreciated what you did for my family. So, sure, um, you know, keeping that, you. keeping that train flowing can be difficult. So, um, sure, and sure, it was, yeah. it, it, I mean, it was... You guys did a great job, and I, I've always appreciated that very much. Yeah, yeah, and I, and it, you know, unfortunately, uh, my, my industry has you know pretty large black eye. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of guys out there that just just are not very ethical and, and really try to take advantage of people. And you know, you know, I, I, my grandfather, you know, was probably the most ethical man I've ever met in my life, and um, you know, he kind of instilled his way of doing business and, 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 you know, it, it's a, it's a very simple concept in, in my opinion is just, you know, treat people right and, and, and be honest and, you know, you're going to be successful. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there, unfortunately, that don't, uh, don't have those same morals, I guess. And, uh, you know, so we, we, we always try to treat, you know, what we do here, just to give you guys a quick example is, you know, we, we do a digital inspection on all vehicles. Um, you know, a lot of times we start talking mechanical stuff and, and all that. People have no clue what we're talking about. So all of my technicians here work off of iPads. And so they, they do a full comprehensive inspection on your vehicle or if it's in for a certain issue. They take pictures. They do a whole report right up for you. And we email that and text that to you. So you can actually see what, you know, what we're seeing 
And, you know, it really, it really helps our business because it kind of removes that curtain. You know, I mean, you, you're seeing exactly what we're seeing on your vehicle, and, and uh, it's a really cool, uh, a, a cool program that we started using about three years ago. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun business. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Yep. If, uh, if, if Jay brings his truck into you, yeah, make them clean it first. Well, you know, fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I have a lot of family members that are, you know, rodeo guys or ranchers and stuff like that. So I get, uh, we have a little area where we um, bring the cars and, and knock off all the clay and all the mud and dirt off of it before we bring it into the shop. So that's what really I like good, to hear right there. Yeah. It, yeah, got got really good goggles for my guys too to protect their eyes from all the falling <laughs> debris from all okay. over Arizona. So <laughs> I'll be down. I'll be down tomorrow at nine a.m. You be ready. <laughs> all right, perfect, perfect. We'll put our suits right. on. We'll hey, be ready Chris, for thank you, thank you, brother. Hey, thank you. No, you're welcome, man. It's great to great to hear from you guys. And you know, Jay, you're doing an awesome job with everything, man. I, I my kids are obsessed with you and in, in all your posts and podcasts they listen to them all the time and um you're, you're doing an incredible thing uh with, with all of your stuff and, and cody you the same man i i love your the position you're in now and you're you're rocking it so thank I, you guys I appreciate very much it, but thank you thanks for your support right, chris. have a good one chris you bet all right buddy Take care. all right guys you too have a happy new year god, god bless bye